Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Awesome. Well, we're going to move on. And, you know, I wanted to talk. It's funny. We've got some repeat guests. I know we're going to end up having you guys. We've just scratched the surface. So I see you guys being on again at some point. Uh, but I want to talk, Patrick, we've had you on before talking a little bit about your your practice, right? And your practice, you know, culture, conscious family law. You know, you, uh, you, you told the story last time sort of how you wanted to do things differently. Uh, and it was interesting. At that point, I was kind of walking a different path, and I've gotten into some Zen and meditation and things, and I really see it now. Like, I see it more than I ever did because it's, you know, been, for me, kind of a life-changing thing. But talk a little bit about your pivot from traditional law, traditional family law, into sort of what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the biggest pivot for me was bringing all of myself into my practice, right? So I, I am someone who meditates and I am somebody who, if I can't share that, if I can't be in that space with my clients and I'm not bringing all of myself to them. And I realized these tools really helped me manage my own anxiety when I need to be in a situation that has sort of a heightened um, state of stress, which is exactly what divorce is. It's a a moment where there's so much stress. And I realized for me, a lot of practices that help me get clear, get grounded, set an intention for myself when I'm going into a space like that, that made me a better um, communicator to my clients, a better communicator to um, the uh, other spouse when we're in a, a setting where I can actually address them or their attorney or a judge if I'm in a courtroom if I can be clear and grounded and centered, and then I can communicate more clearly. And I just realized that is exactly what my clients need because they need to really, this is their process. This is their life. This is their divorce. It's not mine. And I just want to help facilitate for them an opportunity to make decisions that they'll feel good about in the future to get more awareness around process that they're ha they're going through and then make those decisions. So um, for me, I just realized I was doing a disservice to myself and therefore to my clients um, if I wasn't incorporating some of these practices into both for myself and then being able to share them with clients that are open to it. Now, I want to engage Teresa on this too, because you guys have some very big similarities and so you how to approach it. Uh, and Mariah and I have talked, we've had a lot of guests on the show and a recurring thing is sort of the shift in the paradigm of, of the whole divorce industry, how people focus on divorce. I mean, just seeing um, Elspeth and Freddie talking, you know, people are, are gravitating to and accepting different things. Do you think that this is a trend? Do you think there's going to be more of a, of a pivot towards this type of, I'm not going to say divorce because, you know, that's sort of too broad, but this sort of way of getting divorced. Are you directing that to me? Yeah, yeah, yes, please. Um, so when I started back in 2003, I was like, oh my God, this is the way it should be. And like, it should, I, I mean, I really didn't think it would take this long for collaborative and mediation to become mainstream. It, it is not yet mainstream, but Patrick and I 
are not the only ones. I mean, there are probably a handful of people in the Chicago area. I'm connected with attorneys around the country. Um, I was at a, work, a workshop in Boulder called Lawyers as Changemakers with people who build their law practice on love. But we're in Chicago, which is the home of the ABA. And so you've got a lot of traditional legal thinkers. Um, but like any evolutionary process, you're going to have a few trailblazers and then you'll get some more. And eventually I do believe that this will become the norm because let's say this too, culture evolves ahead of the law. So people actually want this, but the legal institutions haven't quite caught up. You know, using Zoom, for example, like I'm a mediator, I do collaborative. I just instantly transferred over and my clients are, are satisfied. Patrick, I'm guessing, you know, you were able to keep working. The traditional law firms, they're still scrambling and trying to figure out how to do it, you know? Do you think, and, and this is for anybody, do you think that the, the, the fact that it hasn't moved faster or that there's any resistance, is it more from the legal side or is it people like, you know, when you talk about meditation, people are like, oh, that's weird. I'm not into that. You know, I'm sure Elspeth and Freddie have people who have like hangups where accepting sort of a new perspective and a new new way of doing things, you know, people have their baggage and they have the things that stand in the way of that. What do you think is in the way of more divorce going that way? Is, is the legal side or the people just being that way? Well, I don't want to steal uh, Teresa's thunder on the shadow that's coming up here, but I think there's a giant, like we're going through a major trauma right now in the world, right? And so there's a lot of fear. People are going through um, a, a giant shadow right now of fear. And so some of us will open up to finding practices that um, will move us forward and others will get stuck in fear and get stuck in those sort of more primal responses and I think that there's a real opportunity to crack through that. But it's really, it's a matter of things happening, I, I think on a larger level, but also that, you know, culturally here more locally, culturally nationally, and then throughout the world. But I think this is happening. It's going to happen. We're going to move towards this just because it's, it's a natural progression to move in this direction. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean the Joe who walks through my office is going to be open to it necessarily, right? But I do think, and I really believe, um, that what I put out into the world comes to me. So I do attract people that are open to it, right? I put out into the world that I'm doing this conscious practice. I make an intention for it. I set that very clearly. Those people come to me because I put it out. But if I were, you know, more traditional and in the law, just like the law, you think about, you talk to a lawyer, they're always talking about CYA, right? It's the we're always trying to protect ourselves. We're always trying to, uh, we're taught, we're trained to, to raise doubt, to raise um, carefulness, cautiousness, right? So the, the practice and the people that are in the practice are going to move more slowly towards change, I think. Okay, wait, I do have a, an answer, Doug, to, that I think maybe will satisfy multiple levels of the question. And that is uh, the morphogenetic field, if you're familiar with that concept, like, there are ideas and they exist in a field, just like gravity is a field, electricity is a field, intelligence and information is a field. And just like, you know, first there were 
covered wagons that drove across the United States, those are now interstates because more people drove on them and eventually you can go faster. I love so that. Yeah, so that's how I think of what I have been doing. Like in 2002, I was that little, you know, covered wagon going through, <laughs> you know, the, the city of Chicago and saying, this is possible, this is possible, people don't have to fight. Um, and now, you know, we had 50 people at our first training. Now we've got, you know, hundreds of people that are trained in the collaborative model. I'm just going to plug collaborative right there. But that's the point. Like, there will be more people who will get on board now because there's communication. Before, nobody knew about it. I was telling everybody for the first time. My funny joke is that a lot of collaborative practitioners in Chicago, I was there first. <laughs> right? And, but now it's not. It's not that way anymore because more people are getting trained. And there is a lot, there's more demand, I believe, than there is practitioners. But the information, like they're not finding it. Like a lot of times people come to me, oh, I wish I would have known about you when I got divorced. I go, when'd you get divorced? Five years ago. I'm like, I was practicing five years ago. You know, yeah, but I think people they just listen didn't to find their if they've got fans, we always talk about the, the, was it the Greek chorus one of our guests talked about that tells them how they should be getting divorced and they lose control of the process. You know, Patrick said something really interesting that's their process. You know, I'd love to bring the conversation to, to, to um, you know, anyone, but, but definitely Patrick in terms of, I know that you bring meditation in some of the, the, the practices of sort of getting recentered to, to what you do. How do you, how do you do that? Like, we're talking about love and all these great things. And I think people have great intention, but, but stuff brings you away from intention, right? Like the maelstrom that you're going through. How do you bring people back to that in the storm that is divorce? The first step is that I bring myself into a, a place where I'm just holding space, right? And I'm not, and I, I get myself very clear. And so the first thing that I can do by to, to assist is to, not interject my own things into somebody else's relationship process, right? That I'm holding space for them. So that's the first step. But then the second step is, is once I have clients that are interested or open to um, learning some, some techniques, um, I help them. So, so in the collaborative process or in a mediation, which are the types of uh, ways where I think I can be most effective, the, the, the two spouses are in the room together. And they are going to get triggered most likely at some point by something that happens. And so I try to give them some techniques of what they can do to catch themselves in that moment and then how to get themselves grounded. And I'll just give you a, a, an example. There's a, you can tap your fingers and come up with a mantra that'll work for yourself with each one. And one of them that I like to use is like this. You say, I am here now. I am here now. And that's for people that like tactile, but they, they, they say it to themselves, right? You give them some little thing they can do under the table and just touch their fingers. And instead of reacting or saying something they're gonna regret, they can try to bring themselves into a space. Or there's lots of different techniques like that. Other things that it depends with each person too. Um, essential oils, I think are a fantastic way to like snap somebody um, from one space to another. And so, you know, I'll talk and share that with my clients too, of ways that they, they can have that on their wrist and they can just take a smell and they can, they can really shift uh, from being in this really spinning space to, oh, 
I just took a deep breath and, and it, it shifts things in the brain chemistry. So it's really kind of dependent on the client and what they are open to and things that already work for them. Usually it's going to be most effective if it's already something that they have done something in their lives. Um, and so I'll sort of assess, you know, people that are runners usually are really good with breathing, right? Because that's why you get into a great rhythm with your breath when you're running and it feels meditative. So breathing. Well, it's, it's interesting as I've embraced like more meditation, I think people think and go, Oh, you meditate. You must be calm all the time. And it's not that it's knowing when you're getting outside of that and being able to bring yourself back. It's not like that you're, you're like one of these, you know, masters in one of these movies, you know, who's, who's always calm and can levitate and do all kinds of great. So it's, it's a matter of like a, a really, really deep sense of self-awareness that sort of can bring you back to that. Yeah, yeah. What I say is that, you know, it's like things don't stop happening. They just don't stick around as long. Right. No, it's great. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes we do hear, oh, it sounds so woo-woo, you know, and I always will say, you know, what's really woo-woo are single-celled amoebas, multi-celled organisms, and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum, and that's our lineage. So we are just beginning to tap the surface of what we're a part of. I mean, if I say, you know, we're just a thought away from peace on Earth, that sounds ridiculous to people, yet it's totally possible. If enough you know, critical mass of thinking and belief was there, it could happen like that. It's not like magic. So really applying that to the divorce situation where someone, as Patrick was saying, is outside of themselves and being able to use some practice that allows them to be what I call this witness of all of the stuff that's going on, you know, the physical, energetic, and emotional stuff, to then start visualizing and moving towards what they most deeply desire, which is, a, in this case, a, a peaceful separation um and that's, that is what they want well i'm assuming that they're seeing these guys that's no that's you know but that's an interesting right. point and i and i and i would ask everybody is is the key partly to 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 what you're talking about patrick and what you were talking about Teresa, and what we're all talking about is having the end in mind and being deliberate in in seeking that end as opposed to just muddling through the process with what the heck you think it should look like yeah, you still have to have the end in, in mind, of course, but it's the decisions that you make along the way to get to that end that I think are going to transform or not transform, you know, what your experience is. I guess it will regardless of so just one way or another. Um, but yeah, we still have to, like in the divorce, we still have to figure out what are we doing with that physical separation that also we got to split the furniture, we've got to split the who's taking the house and the, those decisions all have to be made and we have to work through those. It's just a matter of, do we do that consciously or do we do that unconsciously? Interesting. So, and, oh, Teresa, I didn't want to cut you off there. You had something to say. Well, yeah, because um, one of the things that happened to me early on when I was starting to be collaborative and doing divorces is I wanted to offer every client this, you know, we're going to help you transform and we're going to get you a coach and a child specialist to help your family transform and we're going to even find it. And some people didn't really want to heal. Like they were just like, cut up the furniture, give me my retirement fund and I'm gone. Like they, and, and so it was actually hard for me to understand, like really there are some people that aren't interested in transformation. They just want to get divorced. And so that's just an interesting thing to point out. Like, as Patrick said, I tend to attract people for whom a holistic divorce is what they want. Um, but there are plenty of people who, as Elspeth said, they may, they kind of like their drama or they, they, they want to 
keep the fight going, maybe subconsciously, but I'm just, I just want to kind of throw that in. Well, there. and that, that's a little bit about the subject we're going to get on to next, but first, Patrick, if, if people want to get hold of you, uh, what's the best way to get hold of you um, at uh, Culture Conscious Family Law? Yeah, so my, my website is chicagoconsciouslaw.com, all, all one word, um, and that's probably the best way to, to find me. Um, and I'm, I'm on you know, LinkedIn and other places online too, but um, yeah, my website. Well, this has been a great show. I want to thank all of my guests. I just dropped my piece of paper, so I'm going to pick it up right here. But I want to thank our guest, uh, Dr. Elspeth Moit. I got that right, right? Oh, beautiful. Awesome. I got it right. Freddie <laughs> Bentel uh, Weevil, um, or Weaver, I'm sorry. My handwriting is terrible. <laughs> Founders of the Tantra Nova Institute. Um, Patrick Kolscher, uh, founder and uh, owner of the Kolscher Conscious Family Law. And Teresa Baron Kulat, uh, founder and owner of Trinity Family Law. And um, again, all their information will be available to everybody. You know, I like to end the show to tell people, you know, I think people look at us, uh, Mariah and I, and they say, you guys are split ready, you're about divorce. And we're really not, you know, having guests like you on um, really is what we're about. It's about, um, you know, a conscious approach to uncoupling. We're about, you know, our business is about everything but what you guys talked about, right? It's about the the finances and, and approaching it in, in a logical manner, doing all that, but it can't be done without what you guys do. So thanks for coming on our show and, and, and addressing our listeners. Uh, and I always like to say, if anybody out there knows anybody considering divorce or if they're considering divorce, uh, it really, really makes sense to use some of the resources you can find at Split Ready, use the resources we have on our show, take the Split Ready uh, assessment. You can take it at www.splitready.com and have an idea how split ready you are. Uh, mm -hmm. Subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube, where wherever you get your podcast and, and share the information. Um, anything you want to end with, Mariah? Nope. We just always say that it is possible to come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and hopefully your sense of humor intact. Mm -hmm. So fantastic. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you in October. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.